first in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, we've made it to a Friday, everyone. Welcome to the Friday edition of Spouting Off here at our home on BBS Radio and also K-Star Radio Network, hopefully and soon to be other stations around the country. Uh, we also do a Tuesday and Thursday edition out of uh, 1590, out of Nashua, New Hampshire, 1590 AM WSMN and 95.3 FM. And, you know, it's good to spout off, just like the announcer said Happy Cash Friday to everyone. I I trust that you are beginning, if you haven't already, not to insult your intelligence, that you are beginning to get a feel for why it's so important to pay cash when you can, because not everybody wants to have every purchase tracked by nameless, faceless entities that are very nosy and interested in your business. Now, those and many other things used to be considered conspiracy theories. You know, we're all wearing tinfoil hats. I've never been much for conspiracy theories, but I did see a meme recently that said, I need some new conspiracy theories because my old ones have all come true. (laughs) That's not a joke, not at all. So pay cash for things because... Once upon a time, there wasn't a giant monstrosity called the technocracy that was tracking your every purchase so that they could then at some point get you so dependent on pay, on using a credit card to for a $3 gum purchase. Actually, with inflation, it's more like a $12 gum purchase. <laughs> I don't chew gum. I flap my jaws quite enough. Thank you very much. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, it used to be that we had fair trade or we had, we had, um, uh, currency that was used to buy and sell things, but the government is never, uh, satisfied with the amount of power and control it has over our lives. We're seeing that on steroids right now. And so, uh, there you have it. We've got a situation where they want to know everything we do. Now, there are trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt. They never take responsibility for any of their incompetence and fraud and lies and deceit and corruption. I know, it's a broad generalization, but you know what? It fits. They never take responsibility for it, but they are very, very interested in any $600 purchase in and out of your bank account that you might make, you know, just in order to keep up with inflation. God forbid it won't cost you $600 for a darn loaf of bread like it did in Venezuela before it became communist. And that is, yes, indeed, folks, the direction we're going. Terrible. We didn't vote for it, did you? Did you vote for communism? I didn't. I don't recall voting 
for having my culture trashed, having all of my values trashed and be considered an enemy of the state because I love my country (laughs) and because I think differently than the majority. There used to be a time in which thinking for yourself and uh, marching to your own drummer used to be a very American thing to do. But now, not so much, not so much. It's in fashion to ban, to censor, to uh, shut people down, to uh, burn books, to ban Mr. Potato Head. There's a reason all that stuff is happening. It is not unrelated to the march towards Marxism, the Marxism march that we are on right now. Fun stuff, right? Isn't that happy, (laughs) uplifting? Well, because I endeavor to try to talk about some good news, and with the help of people like Sidney Powell, who I know is very controversial, I did a fill-in on Monday, and I mentioned Sidney Powell, and everybody got all up in arms and upset. Um, and so you're welcome to go to her website, get on her newsletter. Uh, just because I mention anybody doesn't mean I'm a lockstep groupie of that person. And you know, you should know that. I I don't think I have to explain that to you. But nowadays, uh, people are very much into black and white thinking. And maybe that statement I just made just now was a black and white thinking kind of thought. Did you follow that? All right. Anyway, uh, I'm going to, sh- to at least put out one piece of good news from uh, Sydney Powell's site. It's the first on here, but you know, she reprints it from Breitbart. Now it's, it's, uh, you know, it's good and it's not good. Donald Trump's favorability rating tops every national political figure. How about that? Former president Donald Trump's favorability rating is in much better shape than Every national political figure, including those with the corporate media, spend billions of dollars to protect. Um, And those numbers are really quite interesting. Uh, The writer says what's also interesting is that Trump can oftentimes be his own worst enemy. And, you know, I want to read this because I hear more people saying this, but nobody scrutinizes any other politician to the extent Trump has been scrutinized, but I can't say that I fully disagree with this, but think about it. Uh, you know, while they're, they're, uh, uh, have, have used a, a, uh, microscope to analyze and to frame and defame Donald Trump, they can't find Joe Biden's confusion and his, uh, they're not even gaffes. They're, uh, clear clear indications that he is not up to the job. He is everything they accuse Trump of being, including uh, a someone with questionable past as it relates to sexual proclivities and uh, taking bribes and on and on. Everything they accuse Trump of. Yeah, and even racism. He hasn't been real good on that. And I mean the real stuff, not the purported stuff. But the media can't find that at all. So I'm going to read this to you about Trump. What's also interesting is that Trump can oftentimes be his own worst enemy regarding likability. That's true because he's real. He's being who he is, letting you see him warts and all. 
This is, that's my editorial comment. This is a very smart and charming guy who can also be petty, childish, obsessed with things that don't matter. I agree. And entirely too abrasive for what many people see as the role of a president or even a former president. Nevertheless, he's wiping the floor with the media approved politicians, at least for right now. All right. So that is the good news. Here's the bad news, <laughs> because I have to say that too. <clears throat> Or, or here's the question that begs the, the news. Does it still matter what the American people think? Do, does any of the unelected bureaucrats and politicians who are doing to us instead of doing for us, I don't even want my politicians to do anything for us. I want them to leave us the heck alone and manage the money well, which they don't do. They're spending us into oblivion printing money up the wazoo, doing everything they can possibly do to make life more difficult to threaten America's future existence and sovereignty, life and liberty. And uh, that's what I'd like them to do, is to do what they're supposed to do. I don't know, protect our borders, that would be nice. Um, and what they continually show us is that they've gotten to the point where they really don't care what the public thinks. That's a very, very dangerous place to be. You can decide, well, was it cheating and lying in the last election that made them so uh, confident that they can govern against the will of the people? The truth is they've been governing against the will of the people for a long, long time. It just wasn't as obvious as it is now. It's <laughs> extremely obvious. Uh, so there you go. Actually, here's another quick headline that I think is very good news. It's about time. I mean, it's amazing how long people can live a lie before they say, you know what? I'm done with this. The quote is out of hot air, airlines out of hot air, <laughs> out of thin air, airlines to Biden. We've had enough of mask mandates. Wait a second. I thought I read that the uh, flight attendants union were lobbying for more and more masks but apparently not so enough to make a difference. More accurately, customers of 10 airlines have grown fed up with mandated mask wearing for hours on end. Their CEOs have published an open letter to Joe Biden asking him to end the mandate for air travel as well as any pre-departure testing requirements. These no longer make sense in the current public health context. Well, gee, if they don't make sense now, but they're holding on to the power and control, you might want to ask yourself if they ever made sense in the first place. How about that? If they are so intent on holding on to power, holding on to control, maybe that's the reason they did it in the first place when it never made sense. My dear husband and I went to dinner last night and there was a woman uh, our waitress was a terrible waitress, by the way, and I'm not going to tell you where it was. Uh, she was not a good waitress. Uh, she did not get one thing right. And yeah, we're a little exacting. We're Karens. I'm a Karen. I'm proud of it. My parents named me Karen. And uh, she was wearing a mask. So I asked her, can I ask you something? How come you're still wearing that? Well, because my parents are old and I've had it twice. Uh, and uh, I don't want them to get it. And I thought, well, did the mask stop you from getting it? 
Uh, did the mask stop you from them not getting it? Which is interesting, you know, and it is something that clearly, thank God, didn't kill you. It's 98%, and that's the number I've been using. Who knows exactly what it is? Uh, Non-lethal. You didn't die from it. It's probably a bad flu. Oh, but we're not allowed to say that. And you're running around with a rag on your face. Not only can I not understand you, but you're clearly too gullible to breathe. Did I say that out loud? That's just a joke, NSA. Um, You're clearly too gullible to think for yourself or to listen when someone says, I want, uh, uh, you know, more sauce and not less sauce. Please don't give me the croutons. So she brings croutons, you know, I mean, it, it kind of goes out from there anyway. So the airlines are really done with the mask mandates and I hope they're losing a fortune. People don't want to fly with jackbooted thugs, which is what I did two years ago when I was kicked off a plane for daring to take a bite of something and taking my mask down. One of the two times I wore a mask in all of two years. And you know what? I'm in no different shape than anybody else. Look at the people now. They're COVID positive. They're COVID positive. And yes, something is up with COVID again. I don't know what it is. I wrote about it. I wrote about it under No Yogi. It still ain't over. You can look at my website, KarenCataline.com. So I don't know what's up, but I know that they are conniving about it. How about that? Something's up. Either they're going to do the shutdowns or they're going to virtue signal about why they didn't shut down. Either way, it is always about the revolution. It is always about them furthering their power furthering their control over you and me. Here's the thing it took me 15 minutes to get to, but I do have a couple of minutes left. Attention victim groups, you know, all the typical victim groups, people of color, women, uh, gay people, uh, LGBTQXYZRSVP, And no, that doesn't make me anti-gay or anti-trans. It makes me thinking for myself. You know, the people that are bullying Disney, I think it's interesting. Disney is as woke as they come. My God, they even got uh, arrested for child molestation. How much more woke can you get? And uh, still, they're not woke enough for the leftist mob who's telling them they are not allowed to give money to any politician that votes the way they don't want them to. And yet they're still claiming the victimhood, but I digress. So attention victim groups, you know who you are. You're going to be betrayed too. Remember when title nine was a liberal cause celeb. Remember when everybody was lecturing us, I must say this. It is so important. It was not long ago when the feminists of the world were telling us that women's sports, women's sports, women's sports needed to be properly funded because because they're women, they were victims. They were persecuted because that's, you know, the most important thing to be the one that is most persecuted while you go about persecuting others Uh, and Title IX. And what happened? They got their Title IX funding. Women's sports uh, were funded to the tune of many, many millions, right? And then suddenly 
they brought in and brought in the next uh, moving of the goalpost and decided that in order to be a proper feminist, you had to be an intersectional feminist, which means you have to swallow every leftist idea known to mankind, including that trans are now the biggest victims, not you. You have to move aside, you know, and make way for the trans victims. The trans victims, however, are really men who are competing in women's sports. You know who you are. And pummeling 129-pound women in wrestling rings. Because really, now that we know that women are oppressed and persecuted, now we know there's really no difference between men and women in the first place. And after all, what difference does it make? What difference at this point does it make, as Clinton, Hillary Clinton would say, does it make to have the first female vice president if there's no difference between men and women. This stuff can give you whiplash. <laughs> I'm telling you, this stuff gives you whiplash. You can't keep up with the flip-flopping and the hypocrisy of the left, even if you tried. My point is that if you bought into the idea that you were a victim because the left told you so, and they wanted to give you money, give you, coddle you, tell you that you're oppressed and you're a victim and you have a right to be as angry as you want, no matter. And guess what? You get to hate all men for what one man may have done to you because that's intellectually dishonest and you have a right to be dis dis intellectually dishonest because you're oppressed. Don't you know? Uh, with all of that, guess what? The left betrayed you. They will rope you in by making you feel like a victim, and then they'll bully and intimidate and shame you into betraying everything they conned you into believing in the first place. And if you don't believe it, they'll punish and shame you for not believing it. Can't remember the woman. I guess it, I block her out because I don't. Uh, Harry Potter writer, whoever her name is. Uh, she has been completely dragged through the mud for daring to stand up for women, which she thought was a good idea until last Thursday. Now she is a traitor to the cause because she hasn't sold women down the river. Well, I got news for all of them. It was a fraud and a lie to begin with that all women are oppressed. It was a fraud and a lie to say and remain so that all white people are racist and white supremacists. It's a fraud and a lie to say that America is a racist, a systemically racist country. And after all, if the entire country is racist, why are you so upset when you, you label Donald Trump a racist and a million other conservatives racist? Well, if everyone's racist, then nobody's racist. We know this. If we are all a racist country and simply by virtue of you being white makes you a racist and a white supremacist and a radical Nazi skinhead, no matter how Jewish you may be, well, then nothing means anything. And guess what? That's where they're heading. They want to erase all the boundaries between common sense and conscience that there are. That's a big accusation. They want to erase conscience. And in order to have a conscience and to elevate it as important, you have to be able to think for yourself. Don't you? Don't you have to be able to think for yourself in order 
to have a conscience or vice versa? I don't know. I haven't thought this all out completely. This is kind of at the top of my head, but I've been thinking a lot about conscience lately, about the left wants to erase it in our culture and in our lives. They don't want you to be personally accountable for your own behavior because if you're not, then you can be a slave. Think about it. You can only, you should welcome, we should all welcome accountability to God as you see God to be because, as I am fond of saying, even God gave you free will. Why? Because you can't be responsible for your own behavior and you can't be free without it. You cannot have liberty if you were not first given free will to choose what you do in your own life, in your own life, right? So we should welcome the consequences because it teaches us stuff. The left wants to erase consequences, don't they? They want to erase consequences. I'm looking at the clock here, so I got to wrap it up. Uh, but we have two wonderful guests to join us. Those are my thoughts for a Friday. And uh, I so welcome you to tell your friends about spouting off to each Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Karen Cataline, you're listening to Spouting Off on Friday on BBS Radio and K-Star Radio Network. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma and explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can Ask Aunt Emma by going to facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. There, you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash askauntemma. Ask Aunt Emma today. This is Karen Cataline, host and producer of Spouting Off. Got an opinion, a guest suggestion, or a show tip? Follow me on Facebook or Twitter and let me know your thoughts. All you need is to know how to spell my name. It's the same on Twitter, Facebook, and www.karencataline.com. Karen is spelled the normal way. No goofy Y's or Q's. K-A-R-E-N. And Cataline is spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E. Want more Spouting Off? You can find the complete archive of Spouting Off shows at www.karencataline.com. All my op-eds and blog posts are there, too. That's www.karencataline.com. Thanks for listening. And if you have a moment, please spread the word about Spouting Off. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. 
Well, welcome back to Spouting Off. What a wonderful day it is. Now, someone I know says, now someone watch watch someone louse it up. <laughs> Talk about optimism. But, you know, I hope you enjoy uh, all the great things in your life. And I am delighted to welcome uh, the author of a book called An Inconvenient Minority, The Attack on Asian American Excellence and the Fight for a Meritocracy. Even more current is that he's the president of this organization that is growing by leaps and bounds called Color Us United, which advocates for a colorblind society. Oh, that's so radical. Welcome Kenny Shu to the program. Thank you for having me. Uh, I have had you before, and it is really fun, and I cannot wait. And it is shoe, right? Just like a shoe? Yeah, it's shoe. Yeah. I'm so glad I got that right. It was just lucky, I guess. Uh, Kenny, (laughs) tell us about Colorist United first. So we'll get that. Tell us about this organization and how people can support the, the goals and visions of this organization. Then we'll talk about American Express. Yeah, I would love to. Um, Color Us United is an organization dedicated to that timeless American principle of a race-blind America. That means Americans just want race out of their personal and professional lives. And by the way, Americans of all races believe this. We believe that the fixation on the race narrative in America has gone way too far. Most people are not racist. And we want, we, if we want to protect our country, we need to focus on building up cultures and individuals rather than focusing on trying to tear down people who we perceive are racist. So uh, that's what we do. We organize the ordinary American who's tired of that and who wants to change. So if you go mm-hmm. to colorusunited.org, you can sign up and hear about all of the work that we're doing to um, fight against some of these racial ideologies. Great. Let's just discuss that for just a minute because we have some time here. And it's such an important question. The left has succeeded in making people think that to even provide, even bring up the idea that we should be a colorblind society is a racist idea, which, of course, is calling black, white, and white, black. And I mean that ideologically for a reason. It's turning logic on its head. It's racist to say, I don't want to care about, you know, characteristics about you. It's not that I don't want to care, but I don't want to judge you. Based on that, I want to judge you by the content of your character, like the yard sign I have outside our house that has a picture of Martin Luther King on it to remind people of that. That, uh, But the left and the Marxist left does not want that. They want us all to be judged by the color of our skin, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They're now claiming that white people are inherently privileged. Um, you know, if you talk to an immigrant, most of the white people in this country are immigrants, have come and did not come with much wealth. Most of the Asian people in this country are immigrants, did not come with much wealth. Obviously, black Americans have had a unique experience in this country, an experience of oppression. There's absolutely no doubt. But it does no service to anyone to say that an entire group is part of a privileged hierarchy and an entire group is part of an oppressor, uh, an, an oppressed hierarchy. It does no yeah. doubt. Yeah, especially 
since the people being smeared with all of that weren't alive during the oppression and the people pointing the fingers refused to recognize any progress whatsoever. Right. It's like blaming, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is actually even further off, but it's like blaming somebody you know, at the age of 40 for the actions that, you know, uh, they did at the age of two, or it's even worse than that because it's not even the actions they did. It's the actions their great-grandfather, great-grand-grandfather, or maybe not even a relative, you know, did. Uh, and you're, you're making this ridiculously racial, this ridiculous racial assumption that somebody yeah. needs to bear the moral burden for what someone did, you know, 150 years ago. I mean, should we blame the Mongolians today for what they did to Europe in the 1200s? I don't think so. You know, I think that we need to be more sensitive to uh, the true problems that are going on right now in the present day instead of fixating yes. solely on the past. And just as an example, a very, very logical point, again, just as an example, um, the great majority of Jews, of which I count myself among, uh, were Ashkenazi Jews who came in the early 1900s to America. That was the great migration of Jews uh, fleeing the pogroms in Russia and Eastern Europe. And that's where all of my roots are and most American Jews. And yet how many liberal Jews in America feel personally guilty because it's so Jewish to feel guilty anyway uh, for slavery in America. My people, their people weren't here. And even if they were, they're not personally responsible for what their great, 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 great grandparents did and should not be held accountable other than to say, yeah, that was wrong. And we're, and we want to create an equal starting line, not an equal finish line. Oh, dear. So much to discuss, Kenny Shu. Can you tell us a little about your background, though? Uh, clearly, you are of Asian descent. Would this be Taiwan? Do you have comments on what's going on in China right now before we talk to talk about American Express? we got to get to that, too. Oh, of course. But absolutely, you know. Um, so I was born in Maryland, actually, but my parents came from China. They immigrated in 1990. And, you know, they, like many Chinese Americans, remember what went on during Mao's Cultural Revolution, um, which basically was what this country is in danger of slipping towards if we're not careful, which is uh -oh. Mao right. pit parents against children, and he divided people on party lines, and he gave favors to people who were on his side, and he tortured and, and executed people who were on the other side. And that on each side had nothing to do with a person's merit or fitness or ability to do the job. It just mm -hmm. had to do with whether they were willing to serve now and bend to his philosophy. Um, Unbelievable. So we, we have a deep experience with that. And we've seen it again and again through history. What I suspect, and I'm not as knowledgeable on history as I'd like to be, but I continue to study, is that... Uh, this is apropos of the monologue that I gave before you came on about the fact that groups that think they're going to um, uh, survive or groups that think they are uh, favored by an authoritarian, totalitarian regime are sometimes the first to be betrayed and to be hammered in some way or other. You know, uh, and and I did your parents and, and have you... Uh, could you 
corroborate that, that, um, that that often happens. Those that are the most useful idiots end up getting steamrollered when they least expect it. Yes, and I'll give you the most salient example in my mind right now in America, which is the subject of my book, An Inconvenient Minority. Yeah. What Asian, Asian Americans in this country typically put their head down, they work hard, they study hard, they obey the principles of meritocracy, and usually they're rewarded for that because this country, as any country does, well, not as any country does, but this country at least welcomes competence. And so Asian Americans, um, but that is changing now. Because at these elite universities, and now even at these top gifted and talented programs in high schools like Harvard University, Yale University, they started seeing, saying, well, man, gosh darn it, there are too many Asians who are entering mm. our halls. We need to start discriminating against them. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, our, our, our university is going to be 40, 50% Asian. And so all of this hard work that the Asians are spending in this country is being artificially suppressed and depressed because people are, uh, you know, fundamentally um, do are uncomfortable with the idea of too many Asians in their hall. Which um, is bigotry. So this is, this is an bigotry, pure and simple, right? Um, that's bigotry. We ha- we can't have too many <laughs> Asians. Um, it, right. It's like saying we can't have. Right. Go ahead. It's like I'm saying sorry. we can't have too many Jews or Jewish people in these universities. You know, when in nineteen in the early nineteen hundreds, Jewish Americans were also suppressed from admission yes. to these top schools. They most um, certainly were. I don't think we're we not allowed altogether. Not allowed altogether. We can't have Jews. Right. Or not no, allowed you know. Altogether. Well, that you know that that's the very essence of racism, and that's the great perversity of the times in which we're living. And that is that the people pointing the fingers at others as being racist are indeed the racists and always were. That being said, let's talk about another kind of uh, uh, bigotry persecution, and that is you're taking on, with Colorist United, American Express. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. We found out in an investigation we did with uh, some of the most prominent journalists in the nation, including Chris Rufo, we found out that American Express was giving bonuses to their managers for firing white people and hiring white, uh, hiring people of color. That means uh-huh. that they're making it, they're giving bonuses to people to actually be racially discriminatory in their hiring and selection process. Furthermore, they're doing these trainings where they're accusing capitalism of being racist. They're, they're a credit card company. And... Um, these race-based policies that they're doing in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion are, in fact, quite un-American. And we found that American Express does not deserve the name upon which their card is printed. So we are labeling them un-American Express, and we're actually sending a petition to investors of un-American Express. Um, and uh, asking them to actually divest from this company unless they renounce their woke policies. And that is something that your your listeners can get on board yourself by going to unamericanexpress.com and sending a letter. Mm. You know, you got to fight fire with fire, and you got to use the tactics the left does. If you look at what the LGBTQXYZ groups are bullying Disney, which is already woke, 
you know, not to yeah. not to give money to politicians who don't vote the way they want, which is mainly to protect K through three kids from being indoctrinated into sexual uh, content. Oh God, that's so anti-trends. Um, uh, then they're going to bully and intimidate them and shame them into it. And you are doing it in the reverse. So I applaud you for that. Tell us more about how that's going. It's, oh man. And our first day of debuting this campaign, we have this widget on our website on American express where anybody can just, the lighter's already typed. You can edit it though. And you can send it. We had over in six hours, we had over 500 letters or 500 people send over 6,000 letters to investors of American Express, um, including state investors, so they're beholden to taxpayers. This is why you deserve to make your voice right. known. Yes. You know, these companies have heard from Black Lives Matter. Everybody knows that. They, they're, they're in their ear all the time. They've heard from progressive groups. Now it's time for them to hear from the ordinary American. Um, we always like to say we're like the counterweight to Black Lives Matter, with better accounting standards. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, I always worry, first of all, you know, Republicans and conservatives, not all Republicans, are not very good at this kind of thing um, for a variety of reasons. Uh, they used to believe that all I need to do is vote. Um, but they're learning, and you're helping them learn. What do you do about the bots and stuff where the left can make it appear? Because the left is all about things, how they appear, not how they are. They can make it appear as if a million people contacted uh, a company or a legislature or a, a business when really it's a couple of people knowing how to play the computer game. Exactly. You're totally right. And we need people who can play the game ourselves. And fortunately, I, you know, I don't come from a conservative background. I've become a conservative, but I actually grew up in a very liberal community. So yeah. I know how these people like to play optics. I know how these people like to use virtue for yeah. their own benefit to get their own. I mean, diversity, equity, and inclusion is such a sham. Yeah. These people don't care about it diversity, is. equity, and inclusion. They care about I their own I hate to interrupt you there, Kenny Show. <laughs> But we're out of time, and I've got to have you back because I love what you talk about, and I, I wish you Godspeed in your work. Tell everybody how they can contact you and participate in this project. It's an important one. Please participate by sending a letter at unamericanexpress.com to the investors. And uh, contact me at colorusunited.org. Kenny Shu, Kenny X-U, Kenny Shu. Getting it done and getting out there and doing it. I love it. Thanks for joining us. When we come back, we will have another guest. I'll tell you about him in a moment. Stay tuned. You're listening to Spouting Off. You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Gadoline. Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal 
is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at kstarradionetwork.com. Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital, starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit libertyhealthshare.org. That's libertyhealthshare.org. And now, more Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Well, welcome back, everyone, to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline. And uh, if you'd like to join me, I plan, I shouldn't jinx it, I plan to write an article about how people are being betrayed by their own left. You know, suddenly feminists are getting trampled by the intersectionalists. Uh, it's fascinating, and it's always going to happen. The left is always going to betray. That's what they do. It's only a matter of time. Sorry to be so absolute about it, but it's true. So I'm going to write an article about that or at least a blog post on it. And uh, just go to my website, KarenCataline.com, last name spelled K-A-T-A-L-I-N-E, and go there and uh, sign up for my newsletter. Once a week I send something out. And I don't sell your information. I don't even know your information, but I won't sell it, I promise. Um, it would be great to have uh, uh, a growing newsletter uh, uh, audience, and I do have that, and uh, we're growing it as we go. Delighted to welcome my next guest to talk about something that, along with all the uh, virtue signaling and the look over here and be terrified of nuclear wear and be terrified, be terrified, be terrified. People have lived in terror for well over two years. What's going on with a variety of issues? Well, everyone hasn't been looking. Well, since the war uh, in which we're all supposed to get on board, even the left, the anti-war left should now be, you know, on board with war. Uh, there's a lot of things that are going on that we are not paying attention to, namely the Second Amendment. When I want to talk about the Second Amendment, my go-to guy is Dan Wass, gun advocate, author. He's nationally recognized Second Amendment advocate and spokesperson, but he does other issues too. He's the author of Good Gun, Bad Guy, Behind the Lies of the Anti-Gun Radical, and Good Gun, Bad Guy 2, Destroying the Anti-Gun Narrative. Welcome, Dan Wass, to the program. Hey, Karen. Thanks for having me on your show. It's always great talking with you. It is, and I don't get to talk to you nearly enough, so I was really glad you were able to come on today. So the first thing I asked you off the air when I asked you on was, so what's been going on with the Second Amendment while everyone hasn't been looking? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
And, and you know, that's that's just the thing. You know, they they love it when people are distracted, like you mentioned, because then that that's when they can get to work at you know destroying our our beautiful Second Amendment. Um, so, what one of the thing, one of the many things that we have our eyes on is uh, is concealed. Uh, or, sorry, constitutional carry. Constitutional carry is basically when your state says you don't need a government issued permission slip to carry a gun. You 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 have that right, and these are states that recognize it. So <clears throat> we have right now, as of today, twenty three states have gone constitutional carry where the states have said, okay, we're getting rid of the permitting process. It's unnecessary. We don't need it. It's not required, in other words. You can still get one if you want to travel to other states, and you may need, you may need one for state-to-state reciprocity, but you don't need one as long as you're going to stay in, in, in the state. Um, Florida, we thought, was a slam dunk. You know, Florida, I mean, hey, Florida. Well, heck yeah. Yeah, right? That's what everyone's thinking. Uh-huh. And although Ron DeSantis said he would sign a constitutional carry bill should it make its way to his desk, the, the Republican legislature in Florida, comprised mm. of Republicans, has dragged their feet again, and this is the third year in a row that they kind of ignored it and uh, never made it to the floor, never made it to uh, committee for, for, you know, they, they never made and and then obviously never made it to the floor for votes. So, um, wow. But there are reasons why, and that's the stuff that we kind of, we, we did some research. I wrote an article in Ammo Land about it. Right. Um, well, let me they, stop you there for just a moment, because I want to come right yeah. back to that. Sure. But when I talked to you on the phone and you said, well, you know, constitutional carry, a lot of people, since they're not familiar with it, they don't have it in their state. Uh, they don't understand. Uh, okay, so you don't need a permit, but... Do you have to go through any kind of background check at all? So give us a little more information on what constitutional sure. carry means and how does, for those who ask, uh, anybody, the government, and I would prefer less government rather than more by a long shot, uh, keep guns out of the hands of people that really are not allowed to have them? Well, first of all, the, the the background check system is a failure. It doesn't really work. It 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 basically casts a, a large net um, and basically prevents, you know, hundreds of thousands of people uh, from purchasing who shouldn't be denied uh, just because of the way it fails in many different ways. <clears throat> it does nothing. Background checks do nothing to actually stop. Uh, stop bad guys because they go around the background check system. So that being said, those people mm-hmm. who who feel more comfortable knowing that there's a background check system, um, it's still in place. So in other words, just because you can carry a gun in public without a permit doesn't mean you're not going through a background check. So you're still to doing get a that gun. to purchase the gun. To get a gun, right? To get a gun, yes. So exactly. the background check system, although it's a it's a failed system, is still right. in place. Um, and, and when I say failed, I don't mean failed that it it doesn't stop uh, bad guys, um, it, it, which it doesn't. It doesn't st- it doesn't stop bad guys from getting it's guns. But it's not designed to stop does. bad guys. It's it's designed to disarm good guys, isn't it? That's exactly what it does. So it, it, it disarms good guys, and it puts good people in danger, makes good people vulnerable. 
Right. <clears throat> so that's why I say it's a failed system. Um, you, you're never going to stop bad people from doing bad things. And, right. you know, you, people, bad guys always are, have access to weapons, whether it's guns or knives or cars or yeah. whatever. It is interesting that the fear-mongering that goes on, I was somewhat playing devil's advocate to say, well, but if you do that, then we can't control who has a gun and who doesn't. The the, the advocates of gun control, uh, the laws that they advocate for always, and I'm being redundant, always keep guns out of the hands of law-abiding citizens. They always are imposed on law-abiding citizens, not on the criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you said, you know, that way we can't, without a background check, we can't control who has and who doesn't have a gun. Well, mm-hmm. you can't anyway. <laughs> Regardless no, you of, can't. <laughs> what's that? I, I just agreed with you. you are yeah, exactly yeah. I mean, right. re- regardless yeah. of, you know, whether or not there's a background check system, it, it, it just doesn't really matter. We find that where there's more people, good people with guns, there's less crime. So oh, take the background check system and throw it out, as far as I'm concerned, and then watch what happens or what would happen. You would have good people defending themselves, keeping the bad guys um, uh, on their best behavior. Yeah, and you know what, Dan, this is just a quick uh, yes or no. I don't want to go you know, too far with this, but I'm telling you, when I saw this plethora of states that are going towards constitutional carry when they never did before, it made me think that perhaps I wonder if they're doing so because the left has become so radical that they want to defund police so that people cannot defend themselves in a deadly, dangerous situation. And this is uh, people who are in their right minds uh, answer to that to that dilemma. Am I wrong? Well, no, I don't think you're wrong at all. Let me ask you a question: Would you? How would you feel living in, on the west side of Chicago? You know, does that I sound wouldn't like live a nice on the west side of Chicago, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, I wouldn't, and and a lot of people probably are moving out of there for the same reason. Uh, yeah. The point being that I don't think it was ever possible before to have so many states move towards constitutional carry, unless the left didn't tip its hand. Uh, Beto O'Rourke saying he wants to take away your AR and other people finally taking their masks off and letting us know that they want to disarm the public. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, right. I am kind of glad. I think what you're alluding to is that, you know, it's out in the open now. Their, their real exactly. mission is out in the open. And I'm kind of glad for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, so let's get back to this because forgive me for the digression, but it was interesting. I'll, I'll you said there are reasons for why the Florida constitutional carry has failed. Give us an idea of what those are. Well, according to Republican Representative Salzman, this is um, she. She is one of the representatives for Florida. I'm not sure what district or anything, but she was caught on video saying that um, the the Republican legislature in Florida is less likely to to act to act on constitutional carry because it conflicts with a previous bill that they wrote and supported it was called the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas something bill it was a red basically flag red bill? flag law mm-hmm. it was um, it was a limit of 21 years old to purchase a gun and there was a 3 day waiting period all sorts of stuff in there that violates the rights of 
of law-abiding citizens and does nothing to stop bad guys. So they, they wrote and supported this law, and she said on camera that, she, that, she, that they don't want to do this constitutional carry because it conflicts with their previous law that they upheld. And um, she said, she even said she, doesn't, she didn't want to poke the bear, were her words. She didn't oh. want to go against them. Um, and you can imagine why, you know, the, for whatever reason. Um, so you have a Republican legislature, it seems, that just doesn't want to do what their representatives, what their, what their uh, constituents want them to do. Yes, and uh, <laughs> we have uh, situations in which uh, Democrats are working overtime 24-7, I've talked about Catherine Murdoch, this, this, the daughter-in-law of Rupert Murdoch, the owners of Fox News, who spends all her money and time, not all her money, but all her political money, which is way considerable, putting money behind Republican candidates, or at least candidates with R's after their name, who will completely betray every Republican principle and are willing to lie as I told you once before, even more than politicians usually do to hide and cover up what they really think. Um, I wonder if that's part of it. Uh, And also because Republicans can't seem to address an emotional situation like the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas story when it was very often, it was the failure of leftist policies that in many cases were responsible for the enormity of that horror and tragedy, was it not? Yeah, well, if I, I think if I could kind of, kind of uh, show yeah. oh. what really happens with these, the way they set the, the, the society up, the way they want society to be is where people are dependent, they're, they're victims, they're, they're unable to defend themselves, they're unable to, to earn money, they're unable to move around the country, they're unable to do stuff without the government's assistance. And that's, that's how you, you know, by, by creating all these different things, whether it's gun laws or, or open borders or any of the stuff that the leftists push, it ultimately seems to me to create a dependent society. And, mm-hmm. and that way government has more control. So, so all this stuff, you know, it's just... It's just terrible, and when you get Republicans that want to go along with it, it's 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 uh, even it makes it even worse and more difficult. But I haven't met a Democrat that I mean that I really could trust, and, and it's not me just being a jerk. But not that I'm afraid yeah. to be a jerk. Yeah, and there's a lot of Republicans you can't trust either. How about that? That's true, <laughs> right? But I mean, yes. Democrats. I mean, Whoa. you just I, I don't I wouldn't go along with anything they said just because. Every time they do something, the effect yes. has a it has a negative effect on the way we live free here in America. They they want everything everything they do seems to restrict and yes. seems to want to give government more control. I don't trust uh, them as far as I can. I control. think we've come to the point where we see evidence of that every day, and it has morphed into a hatred for America, what it stands for and basic fundamental liberties. Yeah, uh, we got to have you back sooner rather than later. Um, and we got to wrap this up. I want everybody to, Dan Wass is everywhere. I mean, he has been a dedicated freedom lover 
and uh, tell everybody how they can follow you, find you, read your stuff at ammoland.com. Well, thanks so much, Karen. It's always great talking with you. Thanks for having me on the show. And, and anytime My you pleasure. want, just, just give a call. I'd be happy to. Um, yeah. People can find my books at goodgunbadguy.com or goodgunbadguy.net. Uh, they can catch my web show, The Loaded Mike, at loadedmike.com. <laughs> Loaded Mike, Loaded Mike M-I-C, right? Right. Loaded Mike, M-I-C yep. dot com. Dan Wass, you're such a good guy. Because you're one of those good guys with a gun. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks, Karen. Bye-bye. My pleasure. Well, that wraps it for this edition of Spouting Off. Uh, Please, uh, first of all, thanks to Don, my new producer. It's such a pleasure to work with him and BBS Radio. And uh, tune in next week. Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, when there will be oh so much to spout off about, much more here on Spouting Off.